So today we begin a study of the 100 most significant people, events, and movements in the history of the Christian faith. And uh, during this time, I'm going to try and persuade you that uh, the study of history is not boring and irrelevant, that in fact it's fascinating and important, that the, the stories we tell ourselves about our past shape our future, and that, uh, that the study of history not only helps us not make mistakes, uh, it also gives us insights as to how to push past things that might be holding us back. Gives us a perspective that's grander than the last five minutes, which is what our culture tends to focus on. Uh, the study of history tends to lead to a humility. It helps us see the hand of God unfolding over time. And uh, you need to do this. And, and by the way, um, history is important to God, and history is something you can learn. I'm going to go, I'm not going to go slow, I shouldn't say that, but uh, I'm not going to assume that you know Martin Luther from Martin Luther King or that you know John Paul from George and Ringo. So I, I'm gonna try and give you the lay of the land. So the first of the hundred events that we're gonna look at is the burning of Rome, which happens in 64 AD, which is during the time that's covered by the book of Acts. Uh, I'm not backing up to cover any of the events that happened during the Bible. Obviously, the grandest uh, event or person would be Jesus and his resurrection. But we're, we're picking up after the end of the book of Acts, for the most part. This is the book written by Luke that covers the first 30 years of the church. And there's a little overlap here because Luke is still writing. Uh, Luke probably is writing the book of Acts about the time that Rome burns. But um, he doesn't talk about this. So... Uh, as you might know, Nero is blamed for burning Rome. And the story is that Nero fiddled while Rome burned. It, it doesn't, doesn't look to historians like he actually lit the fire. It doesn't appear that he was there to do it. And since uh, there were no fiddles or violins for another 800 years, he wasn't playing one while Rome burned. But the story had some, um, had some credibility to it because Nero didn't like Rome. Uh, he takes advantage of uh, the, the fire to expand his 100-acre palace compound. And he's also sort of notoriously cruel. So um, here's the backdrop. Rome at this time is the capital of the world. Um, they dominate, as you may know, Rome dominates ancient history in ways that no one else can. It, it starts in the 8th century BC. In the 2nd century BC, the Romans defeat the Greeks. And they just sort of adopt Greek culture, which is superior to Roman culture in, in almost every way, philosophy, architecture, uh, everything else. So the Romans just adopt the Greek language and the Greek way of life. And then they're going to rule with this for like much of the next thousand years. And when I say Rome, I don't just mean, you know, the city of Rome. Uh, I mean Europe and uh, Western Asia and North Africa. And, and in, during this thousand years, it's going to be a kingdom and then it's going to be a, an empire and then it's going to be a republic and it's going to split in half. And the eastern half will have the capital of uh, Constantinople, today's Istanbul, and it will actually go longer. Western, uh, Western Rome will, will have Rome as the capital and it's going to give us Western culture. But uh, Rome is, is big, and Caesars are the people that are in charge. They're sort of dictators, or in one sense, even more than that, viewed as gods, often by themselves. 
And Nero is perhaps the most infamous of the Roman Caesars. Uh, he rules from 54 AD until his death by suicide 14 years later. And he's best known for his debaucheries and his political uh, murders and persecution of Christians uh, and a passion for music. So the fire that we're thinking about um, starts on June 19th, 64 AD. It breaks out in the shops uh, close to the Circus Maximus, which is this huge Colosseum, 150,000 people. Uh, Colosseum that you can go to for the horse races and the, and the gladiator games and, and other things. And it spreads over the course of the next week to about 70% of Rome, and many people will lose their lives. Um, so Christians are interested in this story because Caesar... Nero uses this story to blame Christians and to launch a persecution that's going to go off and on for the next 300 years. Now, there's a handful of things to know about the persecution. Um, this is not the start of persecutions of Christians. That starts in the book of Acts. Stephen is martyred under Jewish uh, leadership at the time. Uh, this is the persecution we think that will, that will be the end of both Peter and Paul. We don't know this definitively, but tradition suggests that they died under Nero's hand and that Peter's crucified upside down. Uh, this persecution is a little different from what we see in the book of Acts because it's Roman persecution and it's brutal. Now, many Christians will be killed and uh, often in horrific ways. They'll be taken to the Colosseum, wrapped in, in animal skins and fed to ravenous dogs who rip them apart or they're used by Nero um, as human bonfires to light up the parties that he has uh, at his palace. Um, Nero will keep these persecutions going until his death, and then there will be waves of persecution that will go on for much of the next couple hundred years up until the time that Constantine issues an edict of toleration. Um, it's important to us because the persecution of Christians actually led to the spread of the church. So when the Christians were being persecuted in Rome, they fled, and they took their faith with them. And uh, this will lead one ancient writer to suggest uh, that the blood of martyrs was the seed of the church, that uh, it, it spread the gospel. And um, it's, also, it's also significant to note that uh, Rome loses Right? I mean, it's unthinkable at the time that Nero orders persecution of Christians, that the Christians are going to prevail, but um, they do. It'll take a while, but eventually the Christian church will march on, and as the joke goes, today we name our dog Nero and Caesar, and we name our children Peter and James and John and Mary. So um, I'm telling you all this, we're looking at this because the persecution of the church is something that's happened for 2,000 years. I don't expect to face persecution. I mean, a little, we get headaches and hassles. Nothing like they got. But it's possible. <clears throat> and remember, God is more interested in our character than in our comfort. And sometimes it's the trials that are exactly what we need to grow. So, next week we'll look at the second big historic event, and that is the fall of Jerusalem. Have a good week.